The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. Do you hear that, Ern? The Leaky Cauldron. Just go! You're wasting time! Welcome to Pottercast, your number one source for news, theories, discussion and interviews with people from the Potter books and films. I know a small amount myself having written the books. My name is Jakey Rowling. I am now happy to introduce your hosts, Melissa, John and Frank. Hello, welcome to Pottercast. We don't number these episodes anymore. We're no a podcast number. two. Yeah. Soon we'll be able to say three. Mm-hmm. On our way to three something. Three something. I'm Melissa. I'm John. And I'm Frankie. And we are your weekly podcast host. Been doing this for almost 15 years now. We are so happy to still be here with you. We never run out of things to talk about here on the never. podcast. Never, never. never. This, this week we're going to do... We're just going to do some discussion of early book one stuff. That's like pretty much the entire episode. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Who could ask for anything more than that? Uh, So this is the first time that we three have been talking since all the Cursed Child stuff happened. Brand new canon, you guys. Wait, what Cursed Child stuff? Welcome Cursed Child to canon. I don't think I know. Oh, Frank. So this oh, might be good, just good content night. now. I'm stupid. I should know. Not no, stupid, you're not. St- hey. I know. Well, I'm Frankie, correcting myself. I'm being on. flippant. Apologies. I um, don't need no. I know. I don't like doing gold, that either. Gold darn it. So um, the Cursed Child people and and such made this big announcement. They're like, everybody, we have a huge surprise. It's going to be a huge deal. Like they, Like the actors came out after the show, like the Cursed Child production, and they're like, everybody go to Times Square. No, Umbridge came out at the yeah, end of the show. Umbridge, yeah. And was like, like, it's Voldemort Day. Everybody go to Times Square and look up and film it on your filthy muggle devices. But how it yes. started was that we heard like that there was going to be a big announcement. Then we heard there, were gonna be press, there was going to be press invited. Then we heard fans were being invited to the show. Like, what was going to happen? What big thing was going to happen at Cursed Child? So they yeah. like sent everybody over to Times Square and is it a just countdown to appeared. Hmm? Oh, already in New York. Sorry, keep going. Sorry, go. No, it's New York, and the, and then a countdown appeared. And yeah, countdown, yeah. So know, the time turner graphic it was really cool. They had a, a group of people like in Voldemort shirts that they like ripped off their jackets yep. to show Voldemort. It was very exciting. Yeah. And then there wasn't was, there like a stage set up too, and like a stage, like a microphone, like someone like J.K. Rowling was going to show up yeah. and do this big speech. We really kind of thought that's what was going to happen. Like, oh my god! But, and then you, John and I, you and I were recording a podcast. We we had a lot. Live show being recorded. We were so stoked. What were you guys recording? We were just talking as it was all happening. We were keeping up with the tweets. I had sent mm-hmm. two reporters from my company over to Times Square to report on it for Leaky. Like everything was just happening, you know? Yep. And then we realized we didn't, it wasn't really. Li- I mean, listen, it's uh, how to explain this. We did it in the news what is last it? week. It's, it's the official welcome of the Harry Potter and the cursed child entity into the full brand of Harry Potter. What does that yeah. mean? It means that like, okay, if you look closely- That is canon? Yes. A, that it's canon. B, <sighs> that like, if you look closely at the at the show, the font, different font than we're used to with yeah. Harry Potter. Yeah. All the imagery, the time turner, the um The crests, house banners. The house banners and everything. Yeah, I like All that it's different. It. They're, are they All just going to the Warner Brothers trademark now? 
but it's different because it wasn't the Warner Brothers trademark. And not necessarily. They're not necessarily going to like f- do it all the same imagery. But it's not just that they wanted to make something different. It's that they could not use the same imagery or anything resembling the same in- imagery because it's trademarked. So now Warner Brothers seems to have bought some part or possibly all of the rights and it changed the font. Slowly all the marquees are changing to have the same font so that, you know, it. and then it also says J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter on the Cursed Child, whereas that never happened before. And like, mm-hmm. you know, so they played this video with Dementors and the Hedwig's theme music, all movie imagery and stuff, all wrapped in with the Cursed Child as a way of saying... This is now all of a piece. And to me, this means like if they want to mention Cursed Child in the parks, they can. If they want to reference these characters in any kind of future anything, they now can where they couldn't before because Mm -hmm. they were operating Cursed Child via permission to use the Harry Potter name from Warner Brothers, which is weird and subtly different. But that's all that happened. Yeah. That's disappointing. To me, all that screams of is just like, selling it like okay warner brothers bought more stuff and now they're letting you do it because they can make money off of it now i like making a cohesive visual yeah yeah i mean i don't know that they're going to change i mean probably the visuals will just become that they have created will become part of like i don't think they're going to change the crest etc etc but it's it's now just all of a piece of branding i think the bigger issue to fans was that they got us so ramped up yeah, they were they were teasing it like we used to tease, you know, a brand new leaky cauldron layout, you know, with the question marks <laughs> everywhere. Yes. Like it was like you were, like you a- were thinking that we were going to get like an HBO series announced of yes. like all seven years of Harry's time at Hogwarts. Like oh, golly. it was that level. Well, maybe not quite that level, but it was somewhere in the middle between something huge and like what it was. Well, I mean, I would expect something better than that. And like for me, I honestly don't like this announcement. I liked separating uh, Cursed Child away from my classic canon because I do not like it. I, I'm, I'm, I, I don't <laughs> well, it like is, it. <laughs> it's funny that like basically now we've got, you know, uh, J.K. Rowling's name on it. Like it's almost like J.K. Rowling's you know uh like it's her cursed child as if to say but it wasn't it was someone else's she just kind right. of right yeah like thumbnails. it doesn't it doesn't go back and change the fact that she didn't write the book yeah yeah, yeah but but let's not for, she worked with them on it and she gave her imprimatur to it so i don't want to pretend people like to say just she didn't write it that's like that's it's 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 not true. Well, she, how much of it do you have to write before you can say, like, is she is she credited as a co-author? I think, no, well, I don't yes, think she, she is. Should, yes, she's, she is. I think she has a story credit, right? She, I'd have she, to on, look into it the, because, like, I would have a problem if she if if she's getting more credit than the actual people who wrote it. That'd be like that'd be like Jar Jar Martin getting more credit for the TV series than the uh, the the D and D whatever their names are. Like, there, you know what I mean? No? I think that if J.K. Rowling. If people want to write something on her story and she advises on it, whatever input she puts on it, when she, if she says, yes, I wrote this, that's her, that's her, it's up to her. It's her world, you know, if it's going to be official and like she wants to say this is literally from the mother wit, you know. No, no, I'm not saying about, oh, canon, yes, I, want, I agree with you 100%. No, 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 like, I but, think she has but, authority, but like when you're just saying who wrote it, to me, it's like she didn't. She, if she didn't write it, she she helped produce it, and she she had story. She gets a story credit, and she was in there but for all those she meetings. Was but like she was in pin the it. room. It was like a writer's room, is my understanding. Yeah, I mean, I guess if she signed away on every everything that they decided to do with the plot and all of the things with the characters, and she said green lights to all of it, then okay, that's fine. Then she effectively 
you know, she she farmed out the, you know, bulk of maybe, you know, the the work of writing and fleshing the whole thing out, but structurally she is cool with it, so she essentially can take credit in the same way that, you know, Walt uh, Walt could say that anything the Imagineers do, uh, you know, is effectively, you know, Walt Disney presents, you know, the Haunted Mansion, even though it's like a bunch of other Imagineers creating all of the, you know, voiceover narration and all of the looks for all the ghosts and all of these things. Yeah, like, and I and I can respect that, but the Walt Disney is also. Um an incorporation and all that nonsense. Like he became a huge brand, which JK Rowling has been an author this whole time. And I don't like the negative connotation of farming out to another writer. Like, yeah, she's like these are just writers working together. Like, I don't think it's bad. I don't think this is JK Rowling in any which way to say yeah. she didn't write it. I don't mean that disrespectfully. She like, she definitely approved it. It's Canon. Like she was there. Yeah. She, it was her story that she told that they dictated. I just, yeah. to me, I just like, I don't get why don't like, why not give them credit? But, too? The way, because, but the way it happened was that they would develop a story with her permission. And then as each piece of the story would be developed, they would send it to her and she would say, this is fine. This is not step it back. It was it. She didn't just see a script and stamp it and say, okay, this can be well, part I, of my yeah, world. I mean, she and, was like and a, she's I know. A and, I, and I'm, fam I'm very familiar with that collaborative process. Like I, I really yeah. am because working at different studios, like I've got to sit in in some of those meetings, like, and it's really fun. And so like, I get that for sure. All the more reason is why like the whole collaborative process is part of it. And like, and like, I, so again, it's just, maybe we're just getting caught up on a semantic here. Like to me, it just seems like slight erasure for those two authors who, who, who wrote it and came to her. Uh, I thought, didn't they come to her with the idea? And then she was like, no, yeah. no, or she the went producers, to them? No, the producers came to her with the idea, okay. talked over the idea, and then they found a playwright to do it. Cool. Oh, I mean, interesting. It was a work for hire, essentially, but yeah. higher stakes than normal. I think isn't the bigger deal the fact that it's being marketed now as Harry Potter and the Cursed Child? It always was. Wasn't it previously? Was it not? Did Harry was Harry Potter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. in the oh, yeah. marquee and everything. Oh yeah. oh yeah, just a different font. Different font. It was a different right, font. So font is different. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, surely, like, you think about like what would be, what would be the reason for this. Just, seems like they so if I'm so and so Warner Brothers executive and I walk down, you know, Leicester Square or in on, you know, uh, Times Square on Broadway and I walk past yeah. the marquee and I look up and I see Harry Potter and it's in a different font and it's it's sort of like living a little bit left of the world that we've spent billions of dollars in yeah. at this point. I might think, you know, and from, not me personally, but imagining myself as this Warner Brothers mm -hmm. executive, you know, mm -hmm. I might that executive might think this is silly this should all be this should all be the same visual brand this should all be mm -hmm. everything wrapped in one people should see that font and know it's official and that's the only way they know you know like yeah. you can sort of see the corporate mindset that says okay we should really wrap this all in at this point now oh 100 percent, right. and that's my distaste <laughs> fair that's fair. i'm just like I, I i love the fact that in my head i guess i never saw it it was never one of the other it's always been that way because it was like J.K. Rowling wrote the books. Warner Brothers made the movies. They're separate right. and they're congruent, and I love it. And then when the play came along, it, it just seemed like, oh, more of. Great. Cool. Even though I don't like, personally, me, Frankie, doesn't, doesn't like the end of The Cursed Child, but 
we we can talk about that in another time. But like, oh, what's the I, end I, you don't like? The whole thing. It's the whole thing. I, I have okay. a lot of things I don't like about it. Um, but the biggest thing is the mechanic. Anyway, the magic mechanics that break down at the end for me uh, are convenient, and I don't like that. Um, cool. But that's me personally. That's my own bias. But I loved that it was his own entity. And I loved all the it. Like, I think the production design was amazing. And so yeah, now I'm just like, oh, well, they they bought the they bought the play. And just and mm-hmm. it just reeks of Disney. And so I don't I guess I don't blame I think them because Disney's made this culture and that's just big business now. Honestly, uh Frack, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think this is uh trying to have a more Disney mindset about this entity. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it just and then part of me wonders like part of me like I guess it's I either it, it's I get sad either way. I if, if JK Rowling's chill with it, then I'm like, aw. That's just me personal bias again. Or if they don't have to consult her to do it, then I'm like, oh, because like this is her creation. This is her like these are her babies that we get like we get to play in her playground. Right. Um, And so like either way, one is a more arrogant biased response, assuming like I would have seen how she would behave, which I shouldn't do. But just my own bias would make me go like, I like that they were kind of independent. And but if she has no control over it, then it's like, oh, that's creepy and a bummer. Yeah. But I guess she has made a lot of money. I read a story or a headline having to do with the theaters that put on Cursed Child not being allowed to sell the Harry Potter drinks for yeah. the same sort of reason that supposedly would be resolved now. Yeah, well, it took a lot of time for like Butterbeer or their version of Butterbeer to be available. And it sounds like that's going to change to be the actual like Universal yeah. Studios Butterbeer. Because it does seem like there were some things that they just could not do because of how things were structured. And, you know, even in the the other way around, you know, Warner Brothers, if they were to, you know, observe some trademark having to do with Cursed Child being, like, misappropriated, there's very little that they could do not being the owners of any of those trademarks that now will be resolved as well so they can effectively you know police the harry potter uh you know name namesakes uh you know worldwide on on everything and i i don't think though that we are likely to see any change in the production in terms of sets or banners or music uh certainly i think the music has and well received and is a good part of the show you know that they would they're not likely to just start replacing it all with like the film score that would yeah, be weird. I hope not. it would be sad if like the image and heat music changed yeah. to you know john williams well she wrote stuff right. for that it's no it's it's existing music of image and heap that the image okay. heaps that they licensed for production oh, okay yeah I don't know about the theme park thing because I think the theme park, for whatever reason, they are just married to like Goblet of Fire timeline and they they need to figure out how to break free of that. But, you know, they do have like a little outdoor stage where you could imagine, you know, a world in which they could do some scenes or some things or borrow some things from Cursed Child. That would be really cool or just do do more similar productions in the style of cursed child from you know harry's you know you know childhood years at at hogwarts um but i guess this would lift you know this would untie their hands on on any kind of idea they would want to come up with 
Well, so it just gives it opens the possibilities, thing. and so I like to that. Me, it limits that's creativity, really the extent. Yeah, it was, but it was. I was really. Do you think? Here's a question for you guys. Do you think ramping fans up and not giving them a big payoff will hurt the next time they want to ramp yes, fans up? Yes, hundred percent. Oh, one hundred percent. Like yeah, that, you can even like. I played a lot of Overwatch over for a while. Mm-hmm. They, uh, the very first character they really, really amped up was this really complicated like puzzle thing that it, it, it worked against them in the long run. Like everyone that to the part where they for the last three years they did no puzzles. It was just been straight releases that were received so badly. Oh no. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. like and then now they're 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 playing with it a little bit now with some side story quests, but never as aggressively as they did with Sombra. It was interesting. Yeah. It's just a different different landscape right now than when they were coming out with their you know, like the first trailer to the Harry Potter movie that was due out that summer or that year or whatever. Like, you know, you you go to D23 conference and look at what is being released there on multiple fronts in the theme parks and Marvel and Star Wars and all of these things. And it's a circus. It's an extravaganza. And if it was anything less at this point, they would get completely shit on for like hyping up announcements that Mm -hmm. don't you know come to pass so like they can still you know just by pulling on the strings of nostalgia for their large large you know fan base that in 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 a lot of ways has not not really moved on to other fan properties but it is not their sole fandom anymore and if you you know you get people's hopes up and get them excited for no payoff, they're gonna start to become less and less excited every future time you try to do that. So yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so it was exciting for a minute, but I, I kind of hope that the next time there's a big exciting announcement to go with it. Well, I'm kind of glad I was oblivious to it at this point. Yeah, you know, save all that for like when you're gonna show us what that's gonna mean for like the casual fan. Like, I guess if you're like a diehard, you know, person in like branding or like you know structuring franchises and like whatever weird law is associated with that, like you might get excited about an announcement like the one that they gave us. But otherwise, like, what's some, you know, Joe like Harry Potter fan supposed to take away from that other than it's kind of a neat moment to see all the ads go away in Times Square and be replaced with Harry Potter imagery for the minute or two, mm-hmm. which surely was expensive and, you know, was probably way cooler than They bought out was all the ads it. in Times Square. Yeah. Like, if you were in Times Square for that moment, I'm sure it was nuts. It's And it was still pretty cool to watch it on a computer, but way cooler, I'm sure, in person. All right. So... Let's move on. Let's do it. What are we Wait, talking so you about? You guys were recording when that information came out? We were. We just stopped recording. We were, and then we canned it because we just started making you were, fun you of You were going to join us, remember? Yeah. All right. So our What About That is coming up next. What about that? What about, what about that? We officially that? renamed it. What about that? What about remember that? that time in the first book when that happened? What about that? Oh, my gosh. John... I'm taking that audio. I'm making a bumper out of it. (laughs) (laughs) You can have it. (laughs) All right. What about that? So we're we're up to chapter three 
on, in Sorcerer's Stone, we're going to talk about something in this chapter that's still... <laughs> How was it that we're going backwards in chapters? I know. Listen, guys. It's Pottercast. Just, it's just... only the first book. Hey, Cursed Child is canon tiny. now. The time travel rules are out the window. Oh, you're right. We're just right. slipping and slapping all over plots and chapters. We yeah. are time turning back to chapter three. <sighs> we should just be doing the same chapter every week. and talking about Vernon that the works at the place that makes the drill. Hey, you're a if we're having a good conversation, order. that doesn't matters and we're fun cool people talking about chapter <laughs> three it's true damn it doing this 15 god years okay good okay. old vernon good old vernon so in this chapter uh this is the letters from no one this is when uh vernon goes absolutely crazy because all the letters start coming in the house mm. harry receives a letter uh it says Harry Potter coming up the stairs for for Privet Drive and the Dursleys go into a blind panic. Um, oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Vernon and Petunia was saying in a quivering voice, look at the address. How could they possibly know where he sleeps? You don't think they're watching the house. And Vernon's already like breaking down going, Vern, watching, spying, might be following us. What should we do? Mm. Should we write back? Anyway, so they move Harry's whole bedroom. Ugh. Um, well, they what? I mean, they told them that you don't have to sleep under the stairs anymore. Yeah, I mean, you get to have Dudley's second bedroom out of the goodness of our heart. Dudley's oh, right. uh, second bedroom. How do you guys think the magic worked with what happened next? Because the letters start—they start not just coming in number, but they start like coming through the post box in a stream. Then they start—they're yeah. in the eggs. Then they come through the kitchen chimney. They like literally rolled up into the eggs See, to me that reeks of dumbledore because uh-huh. dumbledore i was gonna say dumbledore really abstract magic like that like yeah. he's the one that could probably transfigure a yoke a parchment into a yoke finding that weird connection like oh, i'll just pull <laughs> this string here and then whoop and then the letters over there and then and he'll just make his uh. eggs at home he'll use those eggs for his breakfast that do morning you think that's what every, probably he did you know what i mean do you think every time they threw up some sort of block he found a way to like on theme or like creatively get at them. So like, fine, you're gonna block off the mail slot. I see what's going into the house is eggs. So here's some eggs with letters inside. Like I would, the- yes, I would love it if he was doing it that creatively because I would imagine Dumbledore is the type of guy who, when he has downtime, he has de- like he'll 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 invest wisely in what he would do. So that was both productive for him and fun for him because like they've like they've treated Harry's. Maybe he's just realizing Harry's been treating poorly, and this is his passive aggressive way of getting back at the Dursley. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's a Dominio like spell come in, in combo with a location spell? Because they move to this hotel and a hundred letters appear at the hotel. Do you think it's like they're just uh, multiplying and following Harry around? It could be like a reverse Gemini spell where like they keep multiplying until they get to some, the right person to touch. And then mm. they go and they all go away. Oh, wait, is this is this like a registered letter in the muggle world. Is this the wizarding version of a registered letter in the muggle world? Ooh, Whereas if you don't yeah, pick it up... Yeah, it could be really strong establishment government magic doing it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But think yeah. of this the spam, what, like, you guys. Like, think spam. of the, the, like, the advertisements they would no, be No, but that's why it's the government doing with. it. The government would, would, was the only one who has the power to do it. And it wouldn't be I like that. I like the idea of like magic having this sort of... Um, funny character to it that this is how it gets to you it's gonna you know roll up inside your eggs and shoot through the chimney and like follow you wherever you go that it's sort of arch 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I've always assumed that the magic it reflects the wizard, and that's why I assume this is Dumbledore. Because this seems like mm. a Dumbledore expression of a spell. Because, you know, kind of like, it always, I know I say this all the time on the podcast, but it was the moment that really clicked for me is when Tonks talked, packed Harry's um, trunk for him. And she was like, I can never get it folded like my mom. Something like with a twist of the wand or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. And I just, it was one of those things that was like, oh, people yeah. do spells, the same spells. like, And so... I like to think that spells have the personality of their caster and the or the wand, maybe you know, and how the wand mm. reflects the wizard. And so that's why I'm like, I hope it's Dumbledore or or McGonagall. McGonagall kind of is creative too. <laughs> I was thinking her too, also because she probably would be, you know, she's already invested in him since you know she was there when he was a <gasps> baby true. and being dropped that's off, true. and she's watched the Dursleys before and kind of had to like scope them out to see if they were even a safe place to keep them. So. But doesn't doesn't she say doesn't Hagrid say something to McGonagall as Hagrid says something to Dumbledore in the letter like I know you said he was having trouble getting or like Dumbledore said you were having trouble getting your letter but this is crazy mm-hmm. and so it seems like Dumbledore knows. Yeah Dumbledore probably knew what was up. You know, if only there was some kind of thing that you could mail that would just, like, announce into the room loudly, like, the contents of what it wanted you to know. Okay, but if this was hard information to digest to begin with, imagine a letter opening itself and speaking it out loud. Oh, as opposed to, like, the thousands of letters come bursting through the chimney. Like, Hey, but yeah. when you read that, when you, the, the content is different. Getting it, Having reading something mm-hmm. is much more intimate. You know, if you think about it through the eyes of, like, being a children's book, you know, it's a big deal when you're a kid to get a letter in the mail. That's it true. Is. That's a really good point. You get excited to get one, and then you're going to have people write you incessantly, and, like, you're not able to know what's inside. You know, also, there's a thrill in that. like, basically two months after this, Harry can catch a snitch better than Charlie Weasley, but 50 letters come through the chimney, and he can't, <laughs> he can't get catch a, a single, single one. <laughs> Hey, but he uh, wasn't awoken to his magic. Yeah, that's it. That reminds me, when we got to tour the set in Leavesden, when we were there for my birthday a couple of years ago, and they had uh, that uh, that room all set up like with like the chimney, and they had all the letters dangling from the ceiling, and it was like it was really cool to see oh, that's that. That's cool. Uh, so super cool. So here, so there's a there's a a thing we get to clear up here on oh, podcast yeah. that has to do with the letters. What about those letters? Oh, yes. Uh, this is a good point. True or false? Your Hogwarts yeah. letter arrives on your birthday. Uh, No. No, it does not. How often do we see people give people their letters on their birthday? On your 11th birthday, your Hogwarts letter arrives. It's such a thing. that It's, it's kind of like how Christmas isn't a thing in the Bible, but all Christians think it is. And it's like, no, it's not in the Bible. Yeah. No, but everybody thinks it comes <laughs> on your 11th birthday, but it come, It must come on nobody's 11th birthday because you you have to, you'd get them over the summer no matter what, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, not a thing. Super crazy. I, I assumed that until you brought that up a little bit ago and I was like, whoa, and I totally forgot about it until you brought it up a couple of moments before this. Yeah. I mean, even Harry started getting the letters before his 11th birthday. Yeah. He just had Hagrid show up on yeah. his birthday. Yeah. If that was just when you had to have your letter by then, I guess. Yeah. Maybe it's by the time you're 11, though Hermione was already 11 uh, for a long time before the summer. How many people do you think Hagrid's had to like? The fact it was his birthday visit. and they haven't heard about what? Also, he's Harry Potter. He has Harry Potter privilege. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm just imagining like Hagrid being like that one of his summer responsibilities to like go check up on like first years that like haven't responded to their letters or if it was really just a special thing for Harry. Well, he had the cake. Well, he did have a cake. He did he did know it was the birthday. Do we think Hagrid made that cake? Cuz Hagrid doesn't have a kitchen. I think Hagrid bought him a cake. Well, he spelt it wrong and so that's implied. I mean, did Hagrid did show up at like the Ralphs? Ah! Oh, that's in the movie. And like Hagrid scream. like told them to do it like Ain't happy birthday sorry. Harry and they just no, did it it's wrong. It's not you Frankie, it's that everybody in everybody in the world now posts the even when we do it on the Kikon, we post with the wrong spelling like Hagrid didn't know how to spell happy birthday and that's just like been accepted hey, as canon. Hagrid got kicked out of school in second grade. Hagrid spelled it right in the book. Hagrid spelled it right in the book. The movie Hagrid didn't up. write the book. He absolutely did. Ha- Harry looks down at the cake and it says "Happy Birthday, Harry." It doesn't say "Happy Birthday, Harry." It says, <laughs> <laughs> it says "Happy Birthday, Harry." And the mo- I'm just imagining how when like making- how did he spell it wrong? I forget. I can't picture it. Did H-A-P-P-E-E he put like the e backwards? E E and then B I R T H D A E. I just thought that's how they spelled it in England. It's it's not what you thought. No. But it drives me so crazy because imagine, imagine being like who in the filmmaking process thought, you know what? Hagrid doesn't know. I'm going to I'm going to change this so that Hagrid looks stupider. Well, yeah. And yeah. A lot of that, though. They made they Ron is a moron in the films. He he's cute and he's fun and he has good. Oh, written, don't but he does nothing up. plot wise. He does yep. so much in the books, so yep. much. And Hermione yep. is is such a great character because she's afraid but overcomes some fears. Yes. In the movies, she's flawless and drop dead gorgeous. Yep. And like you know, people grow up and they become who they become, and like a, a no physical, like a, you know cool that she's gorgeous but we've we've had you know what we've had this exact discussion on podcast before and somebody transcribed it and it went crazy viral on tumblr i don't know if you've ever seen this before uh-uh. no it had like 150,000 reblogs the last time i saw it was, it was that years, the, the one about the oh that's mortifying that's the one what the one i don't the, want anybody actually the hearing the show and transcribing breasts. it it freaks me out wait one okay john i heard what you said frankie what are you saying is it the one where you guys talked about how they photoshopped her her chest? No, that's the one where we almost got kicked off all the Warner Brothers press lists. Hey, we weren't the one that like used like the freaking liquefied tool on like some thirteen year old's boobs. Here, <laughs> I'm okay, saying. that was their team. Yeah, <laughs> they own that. You can't Oof. you can't unsee that. You cannot unsee it. And when I pointed it out, I became enemy numero uno. Yeah, like like, like you were the one that sat there with Photoshop and did it yourself, yep. instead of you know us just like layering them on top of each other because they were stupid enough to release a version of it without the the, the larger boob, <laughs> so then you could compare yeah. it, you could lower the opacity and, like, and go back and yeah, forth. And as like a young woman working in media, I was offended and as somebody who cared about fandom and cares about fandom and cares about the way women were treat, being treated on fandom i put it on leaky i was like look at this this is terrible you gotta stop this and they did yeah. and then i we got to the 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 red carpet for uh the fifth movie like a week later and i got yelled at on yeah. the red carpet by two different Warner oh employees. well like, you know we're not naming names but that was a crazy it. time it was a crazy time I was just upset, you know, with false advertising, okay? Like, (laughs) we want a real representation of... Stop that. I'm getting glared at by Brie over here. (laughs) Yeah. And getting glared at by me, too. 
and me and Frankie. And oh, Clark. And Frank. Okay, thanks, Clark, Frankie. You Clark just, just rolled on. his eyes. I think a couple oh, of listeners goodness. are also glaring at you. Pile on, all y'all. Surely <laughs> that wasn't meant to be funny. I know, all right. Jonathan. All right, Jonathan. You know your heart. So we jest mm. along with you. Uh, wow. Anyway, back to Vernon and his drill bits. <laughs> Talk about bit by bit. What? Chapter one. So Harry is essentially, for the purposes of this story, a muggle-born, right? Like, he's not a muggle-born, but the way they're telling him about this yeah. is as though he's a muggle-born. How is this the way they do it? Just, you know. Say Harry had gotten his letter and you didn't have to send Hagrid. What would have happened next? Yeah, because I would imagine it's like a very common thing. Like a lot of parents getting like this first letter and opening it and being like, this has to be a joke. Right. This isn't a real thing. No, like imagine any about... one of us getting this letter and thinking, okay, yeah, sure. Magic school. In, in book six, they talk about that with the orphanage and how like the ones who don't know they have they send someone like the muggleborn oh, yeah and they, they say that and so mm-hmm. and then the whole shock that uh that hagrid has is the fact that i think that it breaks down on the fact that if they were monitoring him at all like harry's treated so poorly so they they guess they didn't know that he would never told of his parents so that, that was that was brand new information to hagrid and so they're assuming he was told his whole life about how his parents died and they he wasn't. And so I think mm-hmm. that's kind of a right. plot point. Well, um, it is absurd to think that the whole, you know, like Ron, his family, all, all the magical worlds would would know of the Potters and think that it's fantastic. And there's a statue of them in Godric's Hollow and like, holy cow. The boy who lived. And yet, right. you know, his reality there. is completely ignorant of the whole thing living like you know he's not wanted in the home he's growing up in and like there's some obvious magic that could be employed even if you wanted to keep him at the dursley's house for his protection give him a freaking weasley tent in the under the stairs cabinet and let him live in like his whole you know he's got his man cave you know he could you could do all sorts of different things i just thought of something uh, make him comfortable I just thought of something that might be sad and gross. Like, what if this was part of Dumbledore's plan? He knew he was going to be mistreated, so he knew that would make Harry meek. I think he he mentions this. He mentions it in the in this chapter or the first. Well, he chapter. mentions like he'd be better growing not growing up in that fame. But what if it was to another level? Like he knew he would be abused to the point That's where he would rough. be humble. It's one thing to 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 not want him to be celebrated. It's quite another thing to leave him to be abused. Exactly. But what if it was, what if the whole Machiavellian version of Dumbledore mm-hmm. used that as a tool versus for just like, oh, we have to endure it. But he's like, well, this is a bonus. What if he thought like, like he calculated that in? Like I can see that kind of, and that's kind of gross and sad. And I don't it like is that. Well, gross and I sad. mean, how about this? He, as we're starting to learn in the Fantastic Beast series, knows all about credence at this point knows about the the risk of letting somebody with magic grow up in a bad situation who yeah who you know is is told told uh their magic you should be you you shouldn't know anything about it or you know all of these things like you could have made him an obscurial you had no reason to believe that he would turn out better than they did and you uh risked that it's it's an enormous risk. How could he leave him there being literally abused and think that there was no chance he would, you know, see 
see, be attracted by the lure of power from Voldemort. Mm-hmm. He had no way of knowing that Harry would be such a remarkable soul that he would not yeah. be attracted. Somebody who's been abused their whole life, you, of course they're going to be interested in power. Yeah, it's rough because, you know, on the other hand, you think like, all right, how do we make Hogwarts in the magical world even better? Well, you start them from a place, the polar opposite of, of things, all things magical and, and wonderful. And you put them in this gross under the stairs growing up situation so it's even better when he comes out of it but like i don't know there's too much else that we learn about this world that tells us how big a you know bad idea that that would be and just i don't know it feels kind of rude to like the potters you know to his parents to think like yeah it's wonderful thanks for vanquishing yeah voldemort sacrifice we're gonna take your kid (laughs) just give him this miserable upbringing with like your you know to to let him die who by the guy who killed you right but these these dursleys they suck like they they don't they don't like harry enough they don't want to treat him like a like they're like he's one of their own but also when they're presented with the opportunity to like you know not have to worry about him anymore they don't want him to do that either they want him to be miserable even if it means continuing to pay for all of his food and his school and all of these things mm-hmm. like i have a memory of part of the the, the spell that protected harry was the component of home and part of that meant he had to receive a gift from them is that something i'm making up or is that something someone theorized i think that's a very canon thing i I mean a very fanon thing i think fanon thing yeah because it's 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 just it's all calling back to those weird gifts he was given by the dursleys right i think we all sort of thought that the only reason they would have bothered to send him a tissue for christmas was because there was some sort of pull of the magic that meant that they had to. Mm. It felt so silly that they would like do it. That's us assuming. That's not anything like that's backed up in like a book, yeah, right? Yeah, I think I think we assumed. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I like that logic. I just wanted. I wasn't sure if that was me. Exactly. Like, I'm forgetting. Like, book. you got to be a total dick to spend more on postage than on the gift itself that you're mailing. I mean, yeah. Good grief, <laughs> petty, petty Vernon. But at the same time, it just could be Hedwig bugging for gifts and oh like going over to the house and yeah. just take uh, that's kind of cute too like Hedwig's like here give him a gift he's like take a handkerchief and he's like, yeah Hedwig's like what do you got for my boy that's do you funny. think Hedwig stole the handkerchief because that would be pretty cool I would like it if she she pe- pestered them into like giving something like I think she's principled enough to know it has to be given it needs to be a gift and then like she's like peck, 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 peck. and then like and they'll give her something like thank you and, like that's a loophole she'll make by forcing mm. the gift but it has to be technically in her eyes given but that's just me making it up you know what head cannon accepted could you convict an owl of theft yeah if well, I mean, you ordered your owl to like take something from somebody. It'd be the wizard get in trouble for it, or whoever ends mm. up with it. That'd be hard to prosecute. You'd be like, "I didn't tell it to do that." What are you talking about? Um, I don't know, but we're not working with normal rules, so they could probably just cast a charm <laughs> on the owl and be like, "Yeah, I did." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, reveal your prior instructions. Yeah. Owl. <laughs> Speak a owlkin. God, didn't we do like an owl, an owl, an hour on owl magic? Uh like 10 episodes ago oh i feel like, i loved it i loved it don't get me I started feel like on we the did. mechanics of magic i'll just keep going and going and going yeah oh my god okay these poor owls all right 
Why don't we go do the drums, guys? We're, 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 yeah, let's we're, do drums. We're meandering here. Great. Are we on chapter two next week, or where are we up? <laughs> Seven. I don't know. We're on Something. book five, chapter one. Yeah. Just mixing it up. We're I like gonna, it. We'll just we'll let you know at the time. Perfect. All right. Do 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 do. Do 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 do. Uh, how y'all doing? How's life? So good. I was just in Portland. Nice. What's happening in uh, Portland? Well, it, what did happen was that I went and with LeakyCon. We did like a little mini LeakyCon inside Rose City Comic Con. Now, how did you pull off a LeakyCon inside of another convention with only like eight people? Do you know what's interesting? It was only four and you read my Instagram post. No. You <laughs> did. I put up a whole Instagram post about it because I'm going to try and do a little bit more um, like looks into what mischief is like over there because it's fun and it's interesting nice. so you should follow me how about how about that how you about also that? see pictures of her dog what'd you say you can also see pictures of your dog so many pictures of my dog because my dog is literally the best and if you don't want to see pictures of my dog what is wrong with you and if what? you only want to see pictures of her dog you can follow her dog's instagram i made so that my whole instagram wouldn't become only pictures of my dog <laughs> <laughs> it is called George the Pasta Pup. It's true. Aww. George is the best. I wonder if I follow. I'll have to follow. You I have follow one it. for Clark. It's Clark.Clarko. Oh, and my God. So Clarko is spelled with a K. So it's like so, uh, with a C at the, on the end. So it's like George my name. George and Clark have to be Insta friends. I know. They can be pet influencers. Oh, my gosh. They can be Frankie, Frankie if you ever get more cats, are you going to name them all Clark so you could have Clark the the third at some point? <laughs> Clark the third. No, actually, guys, I'm actually. You guys can help me maybe make a decision. I'm thinking about getting Clark a little brother. Holy crap! Yeah. Really? Clark, so Clark I was second. going to get. I was going to get. I was going to adopt originally, but then I was reading up that it would be bad for the other cat to have such a high energy breed with him. Mm, and so yeah. I'm going to get, a, I might get another of the same because then they, they said it's really good for them, healthy mentally and, and uh, physically because they won't intimidate one another. Okay. Um, nice. Because I have a, I have a Savannah cat. He's an F4. You guys can look that up. They're really big, but he's a middle range one. But so I might get him a little brother. And if I do, I'm going to name him Bruce. So it'll be Clark and Bruce. Um, but I'm gonna have to make my mind up soon because he was born on on Monday, and so I need to let the breeder know if um, I'm going it. to adopt. And so I think I'm going to, but I don't know if I'm making a hasty Oh, Frankie! Wow. Yeah. So what maybe are the people arguments tweet at me and tell it? me. If I, I don't know. What are the arguments against? Um, I mean, like the arguments against is the fact that it's uh, they're not the cheapest. But at the same time, they're not like crazy expensive. Um, Are you talking about to acquire or to like keep alive? Like to acquire, um, to, to take care of, it's fine because it's just getting having two cats is just it's not much of a influx. I'll just buy more food, you know, and more litter. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but then traveling, I don't think I'll be able to travel with them again because I don't think I could travel. Well, how do with you two. travel with the one? Well, I wouldn't leave one behind. No, I'm saying, how do no? you take one of them with you now? I take Clark with me when I go down to, like, L.A. for Christmas. Oh, okay. I see. And so oh, you okay. couldn't take both? Yeah, I don't think I could travel with two because, like, I had to put him under my seat. I'd have to buy, like, a whole other seat. How does he fit under a seat? He does. He's a cat. He learned liquid. He yeah. curls up. He's, He's all legs. bigger than Gilly. Have you seen? He's all legs, video. though. 
<laughs> There's a video of um a, like a doggy door that they keep shrinking. Yes, I just saw it today. Oh my god. Yeah, it's and, the and then the five he just jumps over. He just so the it goes from 23 inches wide to six inches wide, and he still gets through it, even though it's like a bit of a. I don't think to myself, who's torturing this goddamn cat? And then the next one, they they cut it down a little bit more, and he just jumps over the whole thing. Yeah, it's so <laughs> good. Sorry, uh, but yes, cats mm. are like liquid. That's wild. And so that's the like honestly, it's the. And I don't know. It's like I I don't want I don't take it lightly because it's like a life. It's like I don't want like yeah. this will be my baby. And so like I not to be dramatic, but like you yeah, know, like, no, I know what you mean. And so like this will be this will be a decision I'll be with. And so I'll be I'll be the guy with two cats. But then I look at them and I'll be like I'd be the badass guy with two cats. Yeah. So but this cat's already been born. Yeah, he was born on Monday. So effectively, you have right now in the universe another cat that you can either claim and take care of or just like leave to the wild or some other <laughs> yeah. family wild. take care of. Yes, I like the emotional game. manipulation of that. Yeah. But yes, that is, that's very um, ish true. Ish true. I mean, like, it's, that's true, but without the drama, dramatic. Without the dramatics. <laughs> I always think about like, dramatic. what was my dog's life like prior to us having her? And how strange it is to think that like other people were taking care of him. Well, I remember uh, when I first got Clark, he was afraid of me. He hid. Oh, no. And one time I, mm. I came out, I meowed and I matched him. Like, you know, I can meow pretty good if I, I was paying attention. <laughs> and this he is come, very true. I, he came running out with his big old eyes and they think he thought oh. I was another kitten, like he was oh. home. And it crushed me. I felt so bad I didn't do it again. Oh. I was like, oh no, I oh, manipulated him. You, but he well, now he, he does. Recognized, but he recognized that you were making Because it was like, like you the were day trying I to got speak him, his you know language. What I mean? No, to me, it was definitely. Uh, it was the it was the this was recognition and then he re then he saw me and darted and so like it was to me it was like oh he heard someone he knew and then he w had to go home and like oh mm. I'm not home anymore but well, what if you said something me. like super insulting he didn't even realize it but <laughs> like <laughs> you stumbled on something <laughs> vulgar and he was like oh my god <laughs> clutch the pearls um, <laughs> yeah I think you should get him that's just me because I'm in favor of yeah. everybody getting all the animals because every, when I came in from Portland this weekend I George he was he wagged so hard that I couldn't even see him he was like a blur he was like the flash oh my oh, god I was so happy to nuts. see you. I thought he was gonna hurt himself I just he's just the whining and the crying and the running over my face and just like like how like, does he do with crowds oh he's fine he's oh. is he gonna make an appearance in Boston yeah, he's going to be in Boston. Oh, cool. He's see. pretty close. You're going to meet him. Leaky Con is probably the week after this podcast comes out. Ah. Oh, oh my god. Oh, fudge. Yeah. It's soon. What's Wait, what? Listening to or doing? Well, this is coming out the week after we record. Not this week, the week going after. How many weeks away is Leaky Con? It's the second week of October, which is like soon. Oh, God. Gee, God. I, I got to figure all that out. Yeah, me too. Crazy. Yeah. We're going to stay a couple extra days, I think, in Boston and do some Boston things. How, how, how many days? Well, see, I didn't realize this, but on my birthday, uh, I got an email randomly about an Elton John concert at the Greek Theater, like a one-night-only performance, not even like a tour. And I'm like, okay, well, I've never seen this man in person before, so I bought these tickets and then Bree's like, when's LeakyCon? And I'm like, holy <laughs> So then I looked, and and literally, I, I thought it was going to be like the same weekend, but fortunately, it's like the Thursday after. Oh, cool. So 
I have to be back in time for for Thursday, so I'll probably stay till Wednesday. Okay, maybe I'll plan for that too then, because then I'll be in. I have the week off in between yeah. my going back to my parents at wedding anniversary. Oh, cool! And I think Will and I are going to go up to the Cape, so we're going to be around as well. Baller. So we'll hang. Um, Leacon is coming, and we're going to have a lot of fun there. And I promise your panels are on at 8 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and and um, it's going to be great. Baller. I'm the stoked. End. I'm excited. Is there any other Leacon announcements that you're prepared um, to make? Uh, no, not, this, not at this moment. What <laughs> was the most recent announcement that you have made? <laughs> I think it oh we do have a couple of actors that we still haven't announced but uh, you're gonna have to follow all our socials to oh my god to, to see that hopefully they'll be announced by the time this comes out how exciting yeah well I want to make a brief announcement that I haven't made on the show officially yet okay. uh-oh but I've done on my social media and whatnot and in my personal life mm-hmm. so I just, I realized I haven't been, I, I think last week I avoided talking about it, so this week I kind of want to make a point of it. I just wanted to share with everybody that I am uh, gay. Frank <laughs> is a gay! Huzzah! I am a gay, and I am out. I still consider myself um, a Christian to the degree where it matters. Uh, so there was a very difficult couple years but now I'm better for it and I'm very happy and at peace and so yeah I just wanted to share that with the listeners because I don't think I've stated that directly yet and I felt like I was avoiding it and I felt bad about that so I wanted to admit that you should never feel bad about saying something in your own time oh of course of course but then once it once it became censorship rather than comfort right that's when I was like, oh, okay, mm. that means I'm ready to talk about this. I've had some difficult conversations in my personal life recently, and it's just been one of those things that, like, uh, I don't know. I, I have such a peace about it that it's no reason not to have it be avoided. Not that it's like, I'm going to talk about it all the time, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. not like I want to, <laughs> but... Anyway, Frankie, that's, that's that. I'm so. so happy you told everybody, and I was so Yay. happy to when you told us. I'm very, oh. uh, I don't know. I'm just happy you are who, because you are just you, and we just love you, and I want you to be the most you, you that ever was you, because more Frankie means more goodness, and that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> the important question is, Frankie, is do you still uh, consider yourself a Ravenclaw? But of course, but oh, okay. Of course. <laughs> I don't. I don't think you have to. I don't, I don't think you have to wonder if there are any non-straight Ravenclaws. I think that's. I think that's uh, probably true. Um, wow, cool. So yeah, that's that's it. All right. Bottom bottom. Wonderful. It's wonderful. What news. else we got? Any anything else? What are you guys watching these days? Uh, anything fun? We started watching Lucifer. It's so. How was that? Lucifer. Oh, it's so fun. I hear good things. Is it is it funny? Is it cheesy? It's is it like self-aware? a procedural plus supernatural plus it's like a little arch like the old Whedon stuff was. Like it's it's it's, it's like Whedon? S- no, no, no. It's oh. it's a uh, it's like CSI plus supernatural. I think is where mm. the kind of line. So, or is there like magic, like witches and wizards, no, or is it more like demons? The, and- the conceit is that the devil took a vacation from hell and is living in Los Angeles. 
Um, How rude. And then he starts working with this detective, and there's a whole cast of characters that are so super fun. It's funny. It really is one of the more funny. When we first started watching, I was like, this is super cheesy, whatever. We're going to hang in there for an episode. And then, like, on the third episode, we were like, okay, we're hooked. That's it. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's actually got a lot of really smart and, um, smart and sort of enlightened ways to look at heaven I and religion really and got, sin. I, I really hear the great things about it yeah, consistently, but I just it never made the effort yet. It's super fun. Frankly, I think that you would enjoy it. I don't think it would conflict with your like like <laughs> religious um, Oh, no, no. I'm one of those things like I, yeah, there's so much uh, yeah, not at all. Yeah, yeah. Really no, it's got like a really, you know, Satan as not necessarily like Satan Are punishes other evil, type? he's not necessarily evil, and it's a really interesting tightrope they walk. Are all the other characters humans, or are there other, like, demon, devil, Satan-type characters? There's a demon, there's a couple of angels, uh, cool, we've cool, met cool. Uh, okay. God's wife. <laughs> Spoilers. God's wow. Wife. Okay. Yeah, no, it's a whole other, like, pieces of mythology in it, and there's artifacts and quests and things that happen, and it's really, really fun. We're only in the middle of season three, I think there's only gonna only be five or six seasons, Aww. and it's gonna end in the season that it's in right now. Uh, oh, cool, it has a planned fun. ending? Cool. Yeah. It's oh, if it has also, a planned so. ending, I have so much more interest in watching it now. Same. I love a long format story that they're, when they know where they're going. Same. And the the one who plays um, the Cylon 6 um, from Battlestar Galactica, she's in it. Uh, it's it's really it's really good. You should watch a couple episodes, Frankie, and let me know what, we, what you think. Yeah, it's on. It's all over Netflix up here, so I'll definitely put it on. I just never made the effort, but now I keep hearing great things. What about you guys? Um, we're playing a lot of Red Dead Redemption uh, Two these days. They just came out with a new update to oh, the online, and really? it is so much more fun now. Why? What oh, makes really? it more fun? It's like there's like three new career paths you can take. You can do online. You can be a collector. You can be a bounty hunter, or you can be a trader. And you can, you know, do things like you do all the hunting for the animal parts, and then you have like this guy back at camp that crafts them into things that you can sell in the market to get money. Cool. And then you can upgrade all of these things. And That's then smart. there's, there's just there's different multiplayer games. There's uh, lots of new things that you can unlock for your character, and it's just it's very fun. Cool. That's awesome. Very well, fun. now I'm going to blame you when I go back into Red Dead Redemption territory. Yes, it will suck <laughs> up a good chunk of your life, but you will not be too upset about it. How about you, I've been I've been listening to a bunch of I'm really hooked on D&D and D&D podcasts right now, which is fun. Ooh. Ooh, and I've also been, I, I've started a new podcast today called, uh, it's by the, some college, uh, Allie Beardsley on College, on college Humor. Uh, oh, they, yeah. um yeah, they host a um, a podcast called Tales from the Closet, and I've been listening to it this week, and it's really, really fun and a really nice, safe space where people talk freely and openly about like their coming out experience and like the different. And there's a topic on each different episode. I think there's like like ten or fifteen episodes out. I've listened to like three so far. It's really fun so far. Really lighthearted but sincere. It's great. Very cool. Yeah. All right, cool. I'm also listening to my first D&D podcast. Which one? Uh, the one that you told me to listen to, The Adventure Zone. Ooh. Yeah, fun, it's super fun. 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 It's super Ugh, fun. I'm such a... Anyway. Plenty of people. But people have been yelling at me to listen to that for, you know, 
two years. They've given me like, they've given me playlists and I just never like did, you know, it takes a little bit of a running jump to get over into a new uh, thing. And it's, it's oh, really good. Same. Like only reason I listened to it is because I fell in love with uh, NADPOD, not another D&D podcast mm-hmm. with Jake Kerwitz and them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ran out of episodes. And then one of my friends finally taught, I was like, okay, I'll listen to this one. And oh my goodness, I just fell in love. And that's when I was like, awesome, John, listen to me, this is cool. <laughs> anyway. Oh my gosh. Cool. All right, well, I think it's time to say what they say. Time well, to say goodbye to all our company. Until next time, everybody, keep twiddling those dials. The next password is... Clark. <laughs> Clark. Keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good Good night. Missed it. I confess myself disappointed. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to bed. Great, Scott. No wonder. Look at the time. We've been here nearly four hours. Spooky how the time flies when one's having fun. (laughs) 